Well, they don't come better, whether it's Mad Dog Unleashed every afternoon on Sirius XM. High Heat, I love that baseball show on the MLB Network. Or to be honest, I love his ESPN stuff with Stephen A. Smith. In my opinion, and this is my show, so my opinion matters most, he's the greatest sports talk show host in the history of the business. And he's a sweetheart. I love him. It's my dear friend over the years, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Doggy, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sydney. How are you today, pal? Okay, Bruce, I'm doing by the way, great. Begins tomorrow night. Yep. Bruce, by the way, begins tomorrow night in Tampa. I'm sure you're aware of that. I right? am aware of that. I've been invited, as I told you, to go to Fort Lauderdale by Jimmy Allen at the Hard Rock on the 6th, but uh, I'm not sure I can make it. Long story, but Danielle's going to run a marathon in Tokyo, so it's going to stop me from going. But at any rate, yes, he's uh, back on the road. He'll be at the Garden in April, and we'll all be there together. But, uh, you know, 35 years ago today, dog, how about this? 35 years ago today, for the first time ever, an African-American quarterback played in a Super Bowl. By the way, he played pretty well that day. That was Doug Williams and the Redskins over uh, Denver, of course. And my fear is is that we're going to be inundated with the same blah, blah speech the next two weeks, which is this is the first Super Bowl ever with two black starting quarterbacks. I know Smith will talk about it a lot at ESPN. I don't care. They're both great. Should be a great game. Two black starting quarterbacks. Chris, make me care. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of it. I mean, so I'm with you. Uh, you know, I'm I'm past it too. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not trying to listen. It's I, that to me is a great sign. The idea that you know, to me, it's all about sports. I don't care who plays. I mean, the better the best player plays. I don't care what the scenario is. White, black, green, no, who cares? So from that standpoint, uh, and I know some people it might be significant. I don't find it. Uh, uh, they're athletes and great athletes, and Hertz has had a great year. And obviously, Mahomes is a magical player. So, from putting that all to, uh, in his, in, uh, in, in, in putting all that in a historical context, uh, I think this will be. There'll be some people who will look that for that angle. I won't be one of them because to me, it's about sports, and the best guy goes out there and plays. I am not into the game. Uh, I, I am. I am chiefed out. Uh, um, they, this is their third time in four really? years. So I am chiefed out, and really? I hate the Eagles. So uh, I am not into the game at all. I mean, by a week from Sunday, maybe I will change. But I don't have a lot of interest in the game. I mean, listen, interest in the game was strong. But the matchup to me is not not interesting. I'm not interested in the Kelseys. I'm not interested in Andy Reid against his old team. The Eagle fan can be a very annoying. Uh, you know, the Chiefs were somewhat fortunate the other day. And I love Mahomes. Who doesn't? He's, you know, in a lot of ways, he's Stephon Curry. He's got a lot of those similarities. He's that kind of athlete. He's got so much confidence, and he was magical the other day. Hertz did not play great, uh, you know, against the, the Niners. He hasn't thrown the ball that well. So, I mean, uh, I do think that they have a big advantage, Kansas City, a quarterback, but I do think the Eagles are the better team. But I'm not into the game, and I'm not into the black quarterback thing because me as a sports fan, I'm past it. I mean, I don't look at, I mean, who looks at, uh, I just look at the athlete. I care less who the athlete is. Background, I care about the athlete. Uh, listen, I, I agree. Uh, like I said, gender, sexual preference, color, I don't care either. But I could care less. Me too. But they make a big deal about it, ESPN, other places. Now, here's where I disagree. As a lifelong Giant fan, I also despise the Eagles. And you were being nice how you described their fans. They're really low lives, a lot of them, to be completely honest. And the Chiefs have been there three out of four years. But, but, Chris. What I want in the Super Bowl is the two best teams. I don't need some wild card team who won nine games getting hot and getting to the big game. And at least in this matchup, you really do have the two best teams, no? 
Well, Cincinnati is right there with Kansas City. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and tell you. Uh, they're right there, but it's not like you, you can't. You know, I know they beat them three straight times. They beat them by three points. I mean, it's it's neck. It's yeah, a I neck and neck. That. No, but those teams are even. Those teams are completely even. I mean, to say that the Chiefs are by far the best team in the AFC, I don't buy that. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the Bengals had first down at the 33-yard line with 56 seconds to go and two timeouts on Sunday. It tied. Did anybody in America think Burrow wouldn't go down the field and kick a field goal? So, to me, that was almost a market correction. The Chiefs are due to beat Cincinnati in a close game, and they did. As far as the Eagles are concerned, I can't argue with the idea that they're the best team, but let's face it. They got, I mean, they were not great on Sunday. They got a break with the Devontae Smith touchdown. It shouldn't have counted. It would have been San Francisco ball. Purdy had sort of a freak injury. They were playing their fourth quarterback. The Niners committed three defensive penalties. They're all questionable. Um, yeah. On the Eagles' second touchdown drive at 7-7, and the ball hit Josh Johnson in the face mask. Plus, they got a bad call on the on the roughing. The I know, but but, but you're, 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 you're solely looking at the offense, and I'm not sure Hurts is 100% healthy yet either. I've watched him play two playoff games, and I don't think the Giants and the Niners were great. I get your point. They held him to 14 points combined. So, I, you know, it's not just about Hurts and the offense. That Eagle defense, they're nasty, Chris. They hurt people. <laughs> you got to give him credit. Uh, uh, Sydney, they, they they were playing McCaffrey at quarterback. <laughs> well, they injured the I other mean, two guys. I they mean, knocked I'm, the other I'm two. I'm not guys. trying to downgrade the Eagles, <laughs> but it was it was it was Josh Johnson. Yeah, yeah. he's a fourth string quarterback. True, true. No, it's true. I mean, Purdy played two played two downs. Look, all I know is outside that two week hiccup when Hurts was hurt and Minshew had to play. They've been the best team in the NFL all oh, year. I, I agree. I think I mean, your argument about the best team, I agree with that. I think your argument about the best team holds a lot more water with the Eagles than it does with the Chiefs. Okay. It holds a lot more. Okay. That Chief Bengal game, that was a dead even game. No, I, I, I had the Bengals. So. If Cincinnati <laughs> was playing Philadelphia, you wouldn't say you wouldn't say Cincinnati's the best team in the AFC? Oh, you, I, I think you're right. I think it's Philly, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and maybe Buffalo. I know they got beat up badly two weeks ago, but, you know, you got three teams in the AFC. I think the Bengals are the best of the three, but they're all really good. And then in the NFC, I know the Niners won 12 straight, but you got the Eagles and nobody else. You got three teams in the AFC, one in the NFC. Is that fair to say? No, I think you're downgrading San Francisco a little bit. Okay. I think the Eagles are the second. I think there's only two teams in the NFC, but I am not going to throw away San Francisco. As now, now, you do you realize, you, you, I know, but you, you want to keep San Francisco in there, Chris, but you do realize that if Dak Prescott throws one less interception, Dallas wins that game on the road. They win that game. Well, they were down 19-12. Um, I, you know, I mean, I understand. I mean, Pres- but that's, you know, Prescott was... He was bad in the game. I mean, I I, I get that. I, I think San Francisco is a little closer to Philly than you think. Okay. Uh, but if you want to argue that Philly's by far the best team in the NFC, and it's sort of like a three-way tie, and though I wouldn't put the Bills there at the moment, it's sort of a two-way tie with Cincinnati and Kansas City. I think we would probably agree with that. Yep. Uh, yep. If I concede Philadelphia, you concede Cincinnati. Yes, I would. By the way, I had the Bengals, so I'm with you. I was very disappointed in how the game ended. I'm like, I thought it was a win once they tied the game at 13. But at any rate, uh, that's your matchup, Super Bowl 57, Eagles and Chiefs. Uh, my guy Phil here, Chris, made the point earlier on this very special day, today's Jackie Robinson's birthday, that uh, he thinks Mike Trout is one of the 20 best players in the history of the game. Your thoughts? No, no way. No oh, way, God, right? No. no. 
top, how Mike, about top 50? That's a hell of a player, and he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I can name 20. He's not better than Cobb. He's not better than Ruth. He's not better than DiMaggio. He's not better than Aaron. He's not better than Mays. He's not better than Williams. He's not better than Griffey. He's not better than, uh, than um, uh, let's see, uh, Sam Usual. I mean, right. come on. Come on. I mean, I, I mean, he's not better than Garrick. He's not better than Jimmy Fox. He's not better than Mantle. I mean, I can name you, and I'm not even forget the pitchers. I mean, I'm not even going to mention Bonds. He's not better than Pujols. He's not better than Miguel Cabrera. I mean, we go on and on. No, he's not top twenty. That's not fair. No, not even close. Uh, yeah, not even close. I mean, and I, listen, Trout's a hell of a player, and he's on a bad team. I understand that, and he's only had the one postseason chance. I also understand that, and he had a you know unlucky there. Kansas City, he had a, you know, he's like, what, one out of 60, one out of 11 with a lot of strikeouts. I can't gauge too much on that. But Trout's not a top 20 player in the history of baseball. That's, that's Not even fair. close. I totally agree. Now, my other guy, Justin, goes, he'll be top 10 by the time it's over. These guys are nuts. Uh, Chris, I do want to ask you, though, about this Carlos Correa deal. He ends up back in Minnesota, flirted with your Giants, flirted with my Mets, ends up back in Minnesota. The Mets still did an awful lot this offseason, even with Correa returning to Minnesota. Did the Mets, in your opinion, do enough to be on paper before we start uh, spring training the best team in the National League? No, I think the Mets, what they did is they just kept the team together. I mean, essentially, Verlander replaces DeGrom. They had Diaz, they kept him. They had Nimmo, they kept him. Uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. They brought Sanger in. Uh, you know, everybody seems to think he's great, but they lost Taiwan Walker and Bassett. So I, I don't know exactly where the Mets got a lot better positionally. Correa would have made them better. Fam's not that good. McNeil was on the team. They re-signed him. I mean, I don't know where did the Mets appreciably on paper get a lot better than they were last year when they won 101 games. I don't quite understand. It. Now, where what, did they get better? Well, they didn't. Now, what about the Yankees? They bring bad judge. By the way, the, the Yankees, Yankees got better because they brought in a big pitcher if he stays healthy. You talk about Rodon? So yeah. They, I mean, I mean, they, the Yankees pitching staff is pretty. And now, listen, Rondon never healthy, but if he's healthy with Cole and Severino making 30, 25 starts. Along with Cortez, that's a hell of a pitching staff. I mean, let's be honest. Now, I, I, they have issues in left field. They lost Benintendi. You know, Donaldson looks shot at the end. Hicks stinks. I understand that. Stanton's never healthy. I get that. Uh, uh, you know, but they, you know, they do have Judge. They got Rizzo. And then the Mayhew's got to be a little better. Uh, you know, I think the Yankees, based on their starting rotation, improved some compared to the Mets. Now, the Mets are good. The Mets are very good, but uh, did the Mets get better? I don't. Where did they get better? I don't understand. Tell me where they got better from last. What player did they put on their team that they did not have last year that makes them appreciably better? It doesn't exist. You're right. Uh, but they do need a healthy Sterling Marte down the stretch. It turns out he was the guy that actually really uh, stirred the drink uh, for the Mets. He went down, and the Mets were not very good after that. I do want to ask you about one specific sport. I was taking my son, Gabriel Chris, to see the Nets play the Knicks on Saturday, and he's a big NBA fan, my son. He loves, loves the Knicks, loves the NBA. I'm not a big NBA guy. And I tried to explain to him that, uh, you know, when Daddy grew up, to me, college basketball was bigger. I fell in love with Chris Mullen and St. John's, those epic matchups against Ewing and Georgetown, the Big East back then, Connecticut, Boston College, all that stuff. And now 
you'd be hard-pressed to tell me who the number one team in the country is, who Duke's best player is, who Kentucky's best player is, because they're gone. You know, you're not getting Bobby Hurley for three years or Patrick Ewing for three years. I believe of all the sports over the last 20 years that may have gone backwards because of rule changes and other issues, college basketball, to me, doggy, it's dead. Dead. Yeah, it's a March sport. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, they put too many teams in the NCAA tournament. Regular season means very little. You got to have a rooting interest in college basketball. If you don't have a rooting interest, you don't pay too much attention until mid to late February. You're a thousand percent right about the players only there for one year, so you you don't know that much about the teams year to year. Now the NBA's got a major problem too. I mean. This load management issue in the NBA is a complete disgrace. Agreed. Uh, you know, the problem with the NBA is for the great player, the regular season means nothing. For the great player in the NBA, his deal in the regular season is get through it, play his 50-55 games, make sure you make the playoffs. All right, if you get a home field, home court in the first round is good. If you don't, no big deal. And then you go out there and you play. I mean, look at the, look at the, uh, the, the Lakers, a team that needs wins in the worst way. And LeBron and Anthony Davis don't play last night. The Clippers playing Cleveland the other night. No uh, Paul George and no Kawhi Leonard. Right. The, the Pelicans playing Milwaukee Sunday night. No, uh, first off, he never plays Zion. But Ingram doesn't play in the game. I mean, the NBA, see, the problem with the NBA is they try to make the regular season significant. There is no juice to the regular season because the big star realizes that there's not a lot to gain. He knows he can win a road playoff game if he had to. He knows it's just about putting yourself in the playoffs with decent positioning and away you go. It's not that important to go out there and get the home court advantage. So as a result, these guys play their 50-55 games, and the NBA regular season is a complete travesty. That's a major problem with the sport. It's just they, they don't play. Bird played 80 games. Jordan played 80 games. Kareem played every game. You know, Will played every game. Russell played every game. I mean, these guys don't play, and it's it's a major. And then the NBA tries to tell you that the regular season means anything. Well, how does the regular season mean anything when on Sunday night Ingram said I'm not playing? When Kawhi Leonard never plays in the games, never. So it's it's yep. a major. Uh, I don't know how the NBA controls the problem. They can put all the play-in tournaments, and they can put all the you know in-season European events they want. The NBA regular season is a joke because of their uh, – first of all, so many teams make the playoffs, number one. And number two, half the guys don't play the big stars. And then in college, they, as you said, uh, all the kids want to do is play in the NBA. They leave college to play in the G League, for playing out loud. And <laughs> they, you don't know who the players are on a year-to-year basis. Right. And the season starts on March 8th. Let me, ask, let me ask the college coach this. Would you rather have the great regular season win your conference tournament but lose in somehow in the first in the first round of the NCAA, or have the so-so regular season be you know sort of uh, underwhelming, underachieving, but gets the Sweet 16. What would you rather have? The first. You'd rather go play to the Sweet 16. Well, now, yeah. But what's funny is, and we got to wrap this up, doggy. But I told my son, I go, believe it or not, there was a time when Daddy would have rather gotten tickets to the Big East Finals at Madison Square Garden and watch Syracuse play UConn than Super Bowl tickets, and I wasn't alone. He says, Dad, no way. I go, Gabe, I'm telling you, New Yorkers. Uh, you know, I think you're a little strong comparing it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> but, I, but I understand. 
I understand where you're coming. Uh, maybe from. I exaggerated just a little bit, Chris, but you know my point. I mean, the Big East finals at the Garden that was a big deal. That was a big deal, and now it's basically over. So, uh, listen, you're the best ever. I love you. Thank you for doing this, and uh, let's do it, it again today. soon. You, thanks for getting to me. Keep in touch. Appreciate having me on. Oh, come on. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, the great dog himself, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM. Uh, high heat, of course, on the MLB Network. And his stuff with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN is the best sports stuff out there today. He's the greatest ever. I mean that. Christopher Russo. Nolan, you agree? Dog the best ever? Ever. No one better. Right? No one better. Right.